I'd like to tell you a story today about the saltiest, most well-seasoned Christian I have ever known. This is my grandmother, Frances Pierpoint, who I called Grandmommy. So while I always admired her faith, I also questioned it a lot. After she voluntarily gave up her car as a senior citizen, her church became the Hour of Power telecast, and her pastor, the Reverend Robert Schuler. My Bay Area Episcopalian upbringing made me naturally suspicious of a televangelist, and I worried about how much money my grandmommy was giving this ministry. This was evidenced by the yearly trinkets we got from the Crystal Cathedral, little Christmas ornaments with Bible verses or coffee table books with photos and scripture from the Holy Land. I disagreed deeply with their theology and with their methods. In Reverend Schuler, you might say, I saw someone casting out demons in the name of Jesus who was not really a true follower of Jesus. But when I started sensing my own call to ministry, I began to ask her questions about her spiritual journey and about her faith. My grandmommy was born poor on a farm in Marshall, Virginia. At age 16, her dad died. In her grief and in her sorrow, she stood up before her family and declared that she no longer believed in God, which caused her mother to shut herself in a room for several days, crying. When she came out, she told my grandmommy that her saying that broke her heart more than the death of her husband. And after that, my grandmommy's faith was never shaken again. When my grandmommy was in her early 20s, her mother died. And it just so happened that she died on the day before her wedding to my grandfather, so that her wedding flowers became funeral flowers. When my grandmommy's first son married a Catholic, my grandmommy was told she could not walk down the center aisle at the church because she was a Protestant. She chose not to attend the wedding. Salty old girl. So of course, when her second son got married, she didn't attend that wedding either because it just wouldn't be fair to attend one son's wedding and not the others. She endured tragedy again when her second son's wife died unexpectedly. That son, my father, remarried a woman, my mother. And in 1985, they welcomed me, their second child, born with pneumonia, who almost didn't make it. While my grandmommy and my granddaddy were visiting California to greet me and to celebrate my father's 40th birthday, my father died unexpectedly of a brain aneurysm. So my mother, who was left with a three-month-old infant and a three-year-old daughter, tells me that my grandmommy held on to me for a week straight. 
So you might expect that the woman I came to know as my grandmommy and that I grew up with would be bitter and angry at God. With so much death and tragedy around her, how could she not be bitter? And yet, when my grandfather died, she told my sister and I, now no tears, girls. Clayton is with Jesus. When we asked her if she ever got lonely living by herself, she exclaimed, of course not. God is always with me. In her later years, she never hesitated to share how eager she was to meet her maker. Her do not resuscitate paperwork proudly stamped up to the refrigerator. Jesus' words today utterly convict me. If I were to put a stumbling block between my grandmommy and her faith, her deep commitment to the hour of power televangelism ministry, then yes, it would have been better for me to have a great millstone hung around my neck and for me to be thrown into the sea. After hearing these stories, my grandmommy transformed before my eyes from a frail old woman giving too much money to a scam artist to a spiritual giant who will forever have a place in the stars among my personal heroes and saints. It is because of her that I will no longer insult or disparage those who read a gospel that I don't agree with. It's because of her that I treasure the political and theological diversity we find in the Episcopal Church. It is because of her and because of Jesus' life and death and resurrection that I can be redeemed from the sin of judgment and hatred of other denominations that I disagree with. My grandmommy's last gift to me was a going to seminary present, a leather-bound, gold-leaf complete set of every book Reverend Robert Schuler ever wrote. <laughs> and though ultimately I was not able to keep this gift, heavy and impractical in the life of a mobile seminarian as it was, I, I saw the gift for what it truly was. She gave me the heart of her faith. She gave me her beliefs bound in finery. I honor her beliefs and her memories by following the words of Jesus. Do not stop them, for no one who does a deed of power in my name will be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. Amen.